So Brother Daniels that sang that song, huh? Sounded similar to that too. That's a great job, Pastor Joel, love that song. Genesis 26. I'm going to read the text and then Brother Brian Starr is going to come preach the message for us tonight. And uh, I'm just joking. Just, just to see everything turn red. <laughs> uh, the last words you didn't want to hear, right? <laughs> the next words you'd hear is, we're dismissed in prayer, right, Brian? <laughs> uh, good to have you guys home and other folks perhaps in town. Am I missing somebody that's in town for the weekend? I know we, we got some in other churches perhaps tonight, but this is a real good crowd, Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for being here tonight. <clears throat> the uh, I can't entirely get away from the Memorial Day uh, theme. It's just uh, it's a moving holiday, isn't it? The uh, think of the soldiers that have given their lives for our country, and and it's a a debt that we can't, we simply cannot pay. Um, their lives are lost. Um, their families are uh, obviously most of their families at this stage of history are also lost and gone, but um, it seems like something that you can't repay other than as a believer knowing what we can do for Christ. And so the debt that, that could be paid is, is through us getting the gospel to people so that they don't have a Christless eternity like so many that perhaps even have given their lives in battle without the Lord. But we can certainly make their life worthwhile if we use the freedoms that were purchased by them to get the gospel to the world, and so it's a, it's a, it's a, a very, uh, to me, a heart-wrenching holiday to uh, remember those soldiers, and and then to see, in some sense, the disrespect that uh, the soldiers get sometimes. Um, that's always always disappointing. Verse twenty-six. I'm sorry, Genesis twenty-six and verse twenty-four. <clears throat> And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed. Read the next phrase for me. For my servant Abraham's sake. If you scoot over to chapter 30, verse 25, 30, 25 of Genesis and we read a couple of verses here. 30.25 says, And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away that I may go into mine own place into my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee, and let me go, for thou knowest my service which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee if if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience, and if you'll read the rest of this phrase, that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. I'm uh, looking at the passage tonight, the being blessed by others who have done things for the sake of the heritage to follow. Father, bless the message now, please. And uh, may we leave here, Father, as always, grateful people 
but maybe especially tonight uh, that hearts be given to gratitude to those that have gone before. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> we have a godly heritage. I guess we could look back to the pilgrims that came over on the Mayflower. I suppose that's the most famous of, of religious folks that came over. We know that the pilgrims were being certainly persecuted severely. And so many of them boarded the Mayflower in an attempt to come over to the country and not knowing, really not knowing where they were going and just headed for the new land. And can you imagine that? Boarding, boarding one of these ships for this kind of a distance and at, at best risky. And, and that's, that's not an exaggeration. That, is, that was a very risky voyage to take. Obviously, many of them died in the voyage. Of course, lack of water and all, all types of things that, that caused people to get diseases and to perish before they ever got to the United States or to the Americas. So we look at these people, I think the pilgrims, and we appreciate the godly heritage they brought to the country. I suppose there's some doctrine within the context of the pilgrims that maybe we're not exactly lined up with, but uh, let's just be grateful for the pilgrims that came and, and, and brought a, a love for God and a uh, salvation, I believe, that they had, that they brought to the nation. I look at a man like George Washington in the context of Memorial Day and a soldier and just reading things about George Washington and the battles that were fought, the impossibilities, the things that he faced were just, it's just unimaginable that he didn't quit. The, the, the odds were so badly against him. To see your men starving, to see your men's with, men, your soldiers with literally their shoes just so battered and worn that they now have wrapped rags around their feet and they're walking in the snow. Can you imagine trying to lead forces like that and keep them encouraged and keep them following? And they go into these battles with so little chance of winning. And then by the grace of God, battles were won. And what a great general and leader and president uh, who could have set himself up. He was such a hero. He could have set himself up as a dictator or at least stayed president for longer. He stayed for two terms and then stepped away. But just not because anybody desired him to, but because he believed that was the right thing to do and didn't want to set up a similar type government to what they had had in Britain. George Washington and his soldiers in the revolution against Great Britain, Washington regularly attended services held by military chap chaplains and local civilian congregations. So if he could find a church, he went or if he had a chaplain there. Often when he was traveling, Washington would stop for services at whatever church that was near enough to go to or nearby, regardless of its denomination. He just would go to church. Throughout his time as a leader in, any army, in the army and civilian government, Washington encouraged the declaration of days of prayer and fasting as a means of seeking divine assistance in the perilous situations and also supported the proclamation of days of thanksgiving to praise God for his help. He and his other officers led church services during the French and Indian War because they lacked chaplains. During the revolution, he ensured that there were chaplains of various denominations to meet the spiritual needs of his soldiers. 
He also encouraged them to stop swearing and gambling because he told them it was unseemly to ask God's favor on their efforts if they were constantly insulting him by their behavior. George Washington, possibly the most influential man in USA history, I would say it's decent to say that we have been blessed from the life of George Washington. The message tonight is, make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. When I look at these forefathers and the sacrifices that were made, of course, a man such as George Washington was a wealthy man, a successful man. Things were going his way. We find, we find that these men sacrificed everything, believing in why they came and setting up a new nation here that would uh, be in freedom and sit under the bondage and the dictatorship that they were under. And I would suggest that we always be grateful for the heritage that God has given to us. We have been blessed as people as a result of these people. When I read you the text, there was, there was people that literally, they were blessed because of Abraham. What they got was because of Abraham. You and I receive salvation. We go back to Abraham, the seed of Isaac, and the seed that brought us the Son of God. We've all been blessed by Father Abraham, but understand we also as a nation like this have so many men that we have brought blessing to our lives as a result of their sacrifice. Uh, my pastor, Dr. Hiles, was a very special blessing in the life of our family and during the many, many years that we were there raising our family there and just the many, many blessings that came as a result of uh, Dr. Hiles and the church that influenced our family, enabled many privileges for our family in relationship to the ministry there. And of course, been a blessing to this church through Hiles Anderson College and, and men that uh, serve here as a result. And so it's, um, I look at the blessings that I've received from uh, a pastor that, that loved us and whom we love dearly. I look at friends that had such an impact on my life that were a blessing. Brother Lapina has been such a blessing to my life. And um, at every bend and turn of heartache, he's been a friend and he's been a blessing in my life. Dr. Dennis, Streeter and his wife, Julie, have been a, just a special blessing to us, caring for our son all the years. He would never receive any money they could have, they could have charged. Uh, UPS insurance was good, he could have, but he refused. He just was insistent that he would care for Clinton and did literally, literally to the moment that Clinton died, was literally in the hospital when he passed away with us. Dear friend, I've been blessed as a result of those relationships. I say that because I want you to think about relationships in your life of friends and people <clears throat> that have been a blessing to you and you're blessed because of their life. I um, was out of town last week. It was the closer of the two dates, but last week would have been the closer. This went a little more distance, but Pastor Morrow passed away on the 23rd of March, six years ago, just around this time, but a few days ago. and. Um, uh, a man that invested uh, his life into this place. And um, how, how, Brother Larry, how long, was, how long did he pastor this church? Was it 36 years? 35 years? 
but pastor this church, of course, the founder and, and just did. And so certainly great sacrifices. There's just no way that we don't have what we have today without sacrifices being made by the morrows and then by the people in this room as well that, that have sacrificially given to, to it's not the possession, it's, it's the ministry. It's just not, it's not the building. The, what, what is important here is what was established was a people that are reaching out to the community to see people saved. And so we, we look back to those that had a heritage and were blessed as a result of sacrifices that were made. Um, my parents um, came to Christ in their 30s, and as a result of that, um, I came to know Christ as a, as a, as a child made assurance of my salvation when I was a teenager. And so I'm blessed by the fact that my parents, for whatever reason, they, neither one were raised up in church, but when my dad heard the gospel, he got saved. That's a miracle. It's just a miracle. I don't know why he did, Bob. He never heard the gospel. Just out of the blue, this man tells him he's on his way to hell and just offended my dad. By the grace of God, he got saved. My mother had a book of John that he brought home from the church, just a little small thing. Had the gospel in it. She read it and got saved. It's a miracle. I owe them much. No home is perfect, children. But if your, your parents bring you to church, you hear the gospel and you get saved. Praise God. Your home may not be perfect, and it might be perfect. I don't know. But if you get the gospel and you don't go to hell, mission accomplished. Pass it on. Pass it on to your children. Don't let them go to hell. Sorry, I can't see. Our church, to our church, I will tell you that you have been a great blessing to my wife and I. This is a wonderful, when I say church, I, I'm not speaking of facilities, okay? So when I say that word, understand it's you. And church, uh, you've been a great blessing to us, and um, we're very blessed to be here. And the blessing is a result of this church and people that have uh, stayed through hard times and good times and and here, here you stand today. My question for us tonight, is God blessing others through you? Is God blessing others because of you? I think we just, we look across this room tonight and we just look around and we see people in this room that we know that is absolutely true that other people as a result of their ministry have been blessed. We have a few short days with the Nelsons. We have been blessed because you've been here. You've, there's a debt that is owed. And I say a debt, there's, there's this reward that will come and, and gratitude that is owed. I would say more than debt, you serve the Lord for the Lord's sake. And there's, uh, but we've been blessed because you did. And, and it's, uh, I've been here five and a half years. 
and you guys have been here a long time, but because of you, we've been blessed. So you have an example of people in this church that you've seen that as a result of their ministry, as a result of their lives, you've been blessed. This, this room is filled with people that have brought blessing to this church. It, it's just, it's, folks, let's just face it. It's just endless work here at the church. I hate to put it that way, but it is. I mean, we just go from one thing to the next, trying to reach people with the gospel, trying to reach people for Christ, and just, I mean, you don't really have to wonder if anything's going on. Just, just come on down. Something will be going on. I mean, it's just, it's just happening, and it, it's, a, it's a blessing. But understand, there's just a lot of investment, a lot of work, and, and uh, we have a core of ladies that are just incredibly hard workers and, and men, and I just, I rolled in the driveway being out of town last week, and I, I man, I just... That looks so fantastic over there without that fence. I, uh, I've been desiring to get that fence down, but Don, I didn't know it would look at that good. That is nice. That is really nice. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that black fence that's over in the corner, I'm probably pointing in the wrong direction, but um, where's it, Roy? Over there? That black fence. And it's all torn down, and the grass is all cut, and man, it looks nice. And uh, it, it does because somebody put, put some, uh, some work in, in, and made it look nice. It's just, just a lot of hard work. And a uh, good crowded soul winning yesterday. We had some saved at soul winning. I forget the number. I think there was two saved in soul winning. Then there was, a, I know there was a, 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 a little girl, Miss Rhodes, of course, in your Sunday school class that was saved this morning. And so we're, we're, we're blessed. And it's such a, a great thing as we look at our heritage of our nation, the blessings that's been passed on to us all the way from Abraham all the way down through our heritage. How can we be a blessing to others? Just practical application, things that you're doing every day. Continue to be faithful in your ministries. Just continue faithfulness. What's the song, little song say, but it's a verse? And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. For in due season. And so let's not grow weary. I don't believe that you are, but in this particular day, I just, it's an emotional day to me, just uh, thinking of our soldiers and, and what, what's been given and, and then the context of it, of what's been given in this place and what you've invested, the blessing you've been to others. Look for opportunities to be a blessing to others. Tell people who are a blessing to you. You know, it never hurts to say a good word to somebody. Sometimes you think, man, that person's really just really, they're just getting after it. I mean, it seems like they're just always busy. They're always working. Just a word of them realizing that you noticed it. I'm not talking about staff. I'm talking about people that just are ever-present cleaning up something because there's always something to clean up. I don't know how many calories that we intake in this building, but it's up there. Lots, lots, lots and lots of work. But if, if, if you share a good word to somebody about appreciation for what, what they invest in the constant basis, be a blessing to others. 
Be grateful and cheerful for what God has done. Be grateful and cheerful for the blessings that you've received. It's just an amazing thing to see the joy that comes with serving together. And this is really a terrific, I, I don't know why I had some low expectations for the weekend. You don't want to get your hopes too high, but this is a wonderful crowd tonight and a good crowd on Sunday night. Be grateful, though, and cheerful for the things that God has given to you. I say this to you not often, but I like to say it often. Engage new people. Engage new people. I appreciate so much uh, staff guys and other people having folks over to your homes and whatnot. But um, I would just tell you, add, add new people into that mix. Get somebody there that you don't know. And um, looking forward to having Shirley and Denzel and their children over for dinner here per perhaps next week. I haven't checked in on the dinner maker yet. But looking so forward to that, what a precious couple. And uh, so, so happy to be here. And they're the, the couple that's helped in and the, uh, the carnival and whatnot has just been here. And, uh, but it's just such a blessing to have folks over. I don't know if I said this from the pulpit, but do you realize you have somebody over for dinner and you just eat a meal together and you have a conversation for a couple hours? Because it usually takes that long to have a conversation. You go from not knowing someone to knowing them in an hour or two. That's, a, that's remarkable. You can literally not, not know hardly anything about that person. And you just sit down at the table and eat a meal together. And, you can, and when you leave the table, you know that person. That, no, that person is no longer a stranger to you. I think it's recorded that our, our Lord ate a meal with somebody like 30 some odd times in the Bible. You say, why do you do that? Because he was hungry. But it's, it's just, there's something about sitting down and having a meal together. See, our home's not conducive to it. We live too far away. Well, if you can swing it, just, I mean, I, I'm not being sarcastic, but just, just go over to McDonald's or somewhere, sit down and have a meal together. They're not going to care. It's, it's the time spent. If you want to go to something better, that's fine, but you don't have to go high, high end. Just say, hey, let's run over and get a hamburger. You know, the point is, they want to get to know you, and you want to get to know them. And so reach out to people that are new, because they will, they, they'll, they'll walk in this church from then on knowing you. And that's what they're looking for, Pe people that they walk in, and they, they know the people of the church. And you can be such a great blessing to new people coming into the church just by incorporating them. Um, some of these young men that, that, that come and, and couples, uh, just guys, you, you, you'd be shocked if you just, just met one of those guys for breakfast on a Saturday morning on your day off for an hour. It, it would change your life. And I'm serious about that. Um, Tony Burkhart, you know, sits up back there in the zone with, where Nate's at. One of the most delightful conversationalists I've ever known. Just a delightful man. I just enjoy so much uh, knowing him. And he's just, um, I, he's just got a great spirit. Just, I'm always encouraged just being around him. But be a blessing to others. Reach out to people. 
How our lives make the biggest difference is in eternity. We give the gospel to people. It's the biggest thing we can do. We could all sit here tonight and we could, we could hope, we could pray that they would respond more than they do. But our commission is to give it to them. Give them the gospel. That's the number one thing that we do is give the gospel. Secondly, we invite someone to church where they can hear the gospel. Invite somebody. I'd, I, just, I just believe that you invite people. Uh, I think statistically, it takes, it, in, in marketing, it takes somebody on the average before they respond to something needs seven times on the average people that respond to some type of outreach or advertising or something it takes seven times to reach that person so you understand i, I was in the the heart to help thing with at, at uh, hammond and pastor wilkerson was talking to the pastors and he was telling us a story how he um was at the train station and he walked up, I believe it was a lady, I'm sure it was, but he, he walked up to a lady and he gave her a track and she goes, that's it. I've had it. And he's like, oh no. What in the world did I just do? And you know, she was kind of loud and sounded exasperated and uh, and Pastor Wilkerson, you know, he's just, he, he's, he's good with words. But anyway, he asked her what she meant by that. She said, you're the fourth person that's handed me one of these tracks. So tell me what you got to tell me. <laughs> she didn't say tracks, but giving me one of these cards. He said, just, just, come on, I've had it. Just give, lay it on me. So anyway, the lady was saved. And uh, so she was she didn't take her seven. She's she was above average. <laughs> so you get the point. You don't really know. She blew off three, and then in exasperation or whatever. But let's just face it. Somewhere along the line, the Holy Spirit told her, "Take a lesson here, girl. Hear what's got to say." And so she was saved at the train station. We give the gospel. We invite people. We send buses all over the community to pick people up and praise the Lord for it and amen to it. We support missionaries who go all, all over the world. Why? Because we have received something and we have been blessed as a result of many people that have gone before us. And so we want to take that blessing that we have received and we want to give it to others. We don't want to stagnate. We don't want to stop the blessing. We want to keep the blessing going. The stories of our history are just remarkable what has been done to have the country we have. And all of those men that have given their lives now know the most important thing that goes on is what goes on in churches. And, and eternity is in view of them now as they are in eternity, whether it's heaven or hell, they still know the importance of our nation and getting the gospel to others. Remember the rich man in Lazarus? Go tell my five brethren. He was in hell. He wanted the gospel to his five brethren. Those soldiers that have given their lives for us, 
and for the freedoms of this country, they want us getting the gospel out. They want us to take advantage of the freedoms that we have to keep others out of hell. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Surely he bore our sorrows. And by his stripes we are healed. The most important blessing that we received is salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. A blessing that we have received that is nothing can ever, ever match it. There's nothing like it to know for sure that you're on your way to heaven. A blessing that was given to us through our Lord Jesus Christ who came from heaven and died on a cross for our sins. Everything we have has come through the blessing of Abraham even to bring the Savior through the Israeli people over the course of time. By the work of God through Abraham, salvation has come. The blessings blessed, the Bible says, with Father Abraham. He is a blessing of Jesus Christ to all of mankind that would receive him in heaven, we will meet untold numbers of people that somehow receive the blessing through Gospel Light Baptist Church. Have no idea. We have no idea. The missionaries, it's, it's just no way of knowing how many people will have been reached across. We don't know how long the history of man will even be. I know that we look for the Lord's return, and I'm anxious, anxiously awaiting it. But folks, if, if we're a thousand years in heaven and the Lord tarries, that would be good for us because we've invested in souls. And so the, comp the compilation, the compiling of people over the centuries will work to our account. So if the Lord tarries, that wouldn't be bad for us. That would be good for us. In heaven, as we await for his return, to come back with him, and, and those that are alive and remain will meet the Lord in the air, but we'll come back with him. And um, what a day that will be to meet the untold numbers of people that have come to Christ through some little avenue, a gift, financially, a word. The Lord has blessed me because of you. The song says, make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. Out of my life, may Jesus shine. Let's all stand together. We'll have our invitation. Tonight, I would ask you, are you being the blessing that you can be to others, making the difference that the blessings that we've received are being handed down through the generations? Go ahead and play our invitation.